everybody live, live, live to Under the Mat Radio. This is your yeah, host, Tech, yeah. with co-host. NSC Game Boy, what it is, what it do. Yes, welcome fans to Under the Mat Radio. Today's episode is titled Off the Top Rope because mm-hmm. momentarily right now we will have coming up in about one minute, we will have the great company called Off Off the Top Rope. It is a wrestling apparel company. Has They have a lot of great, unique wrestling shirts. They are only sold. They have unique shirts that are sold only one day. So only one day, every day each, every day in each week, they have a shirt that's only sold for that specific day. And they have special offers on Tuesdays. We'll have Derek, one of the representatives of the company. And forgive me, I forgot uh, <laughs> the other guy's name. He's going to kill me because that's who I've been talking to mostly. But we have Arthur Tyrell Company coming in momentarily. We also have... Uh, national TV writer, director, and producer, the great Justin Donaldson will be joining us. Big wrestling fan. His credits include um, uh, Key, uh, Key and Peele, Reno 911. He's worked for the AMC, FX, Comedy Central, Fox, and a whole bunch of other great national um, TV networks. So he will be coming on the show also. And at the top of the album, we will have none other than the great correspondent for nationally known for wrestling report, Linda Kay, and also our uh, Good correspondent, the sensational one, will be joining us for that interview. So real quick, you can follow us on Twitter at tech underscore UTMR. You can follow NFC Game Boy at? NFC Game Boy, spelled correctly. Please spell it correctly. You can follow us on Facebook. Just type in Under the Mads Radio. Follow us on Instagram. Type in Under the Mads Radio, but it's all one word. And if you need to email us for any ideas or give us your thoughts of the show, email us at underthematsradio at gmail.com. With that being said, we have right now, live, 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 one of the representatives of Off the Top Rope. We have Derek. Welcome to Under the Mat Radio. Hey, man. How you doing? Hey, this, this is Jake. I'm the other guy. Jake's the other guy. Oh, this is Jake. Jake. <laughs> it's, it's, it's both of us. We're both the here. Fire company is here. We're both here. Okay, okay. We we have Jake, the other guy, and Derek. Welcome to the radio. Um, Jake, I do apologize. I know we talked. Yeah, no uh, problem. Yeah, you've been you've been you've been talking to Derek this whole time, so it's it's okay. it's, it's all good. Yeah. I, it's our first time meeting. Okay. Yeah, I like to pretend that Jake doesn't exist. <laughs> Okay. Get just keep just keep behind the curtain. I'm the good looking one, so yeah. <laughs> okay, it's good. Um, first of all, we thank you very much uh, for taking time out of your busy schedule to be here on the show. Right on, no problem. Uh, I mean, we're not that busy. Not that busy. <laughs> I appreciate okay, well. it, but you know, we pace ourselves. <laughs> That's cool. With that being said, I'm gonna turn it over to uh, NFC Game Boy, my co-host. Well, gentlemen, first of all, thank you for showing up and, and, and joining us on our show. Uh, right now, my first question to you is, uh, probably the question you heard time and time again is, what got y'all in the business? Like, what has been your, uh, your passion or that moment that y'all realized y'all wanted to do this? Yeah, I mean, it actually kind of came out of necessity. Uh, we could, uh, Jake and I had a screen printing company where, like, you know, you could come in and get like 10 shirts for like a family reunion or your landscaping company or something like that. And we did that for like six months and it was awful. And so we just said, we got to figure out a way to do it like on our time, because like I said, we, we pace ourselves. Uh, so, so we just kind of, Jake had this kind of this idea for doing um, just like a, it was a weekly shirt at the time. The website's called Topper of Tuesday. And it actually started that where there would be a shirt every week. So then we just sell a shirt. We put up one design every week and then on Tuesday be done. Tuesday would be another one. 
Um, and then it, it was actually going pretty well, and then we decided uh, earlier in the year that we were actually going to go every day. So now we have a website that has a new shirt every day, but we're still called Topper Up Tuesday. We had, we had actually come up with the idea a long time ago. We were just, we just kind of like, oh, you know, we, we, we like wrestling. We make shirts because we've, we've worked for other people making shirts for years. You know, we've only been our own, our, our own company for a couple, for a couple years. But, uh, and we were just kind of, we always said, like, oh, we should do that. And they're like, oh, no, we couldn't do that. That's not feasible, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, sites like Barbershop Window popped up, and we're just like, all right, maybe, maybe right. there is a market for wrestling shirts. And then, you know, we kind of, like, looked at the, the T-Fury-type model, and we were like, you know, we could be kind of like that, but for wrestling. And that's sort of where we, yeah. where we slipped in. That's cool. Oh, okay. Well, thank you for that. Well, I mean, it, it, it must have been hard, uh, Ken, Ken and Jake, to, to leave the, the great, Graphics of a uh, printing family reunion shirts and that same old family <laughs> treatise on every polo shirt. And, oh, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, rough. it was it was weird when, when we did it for somebody else. It wasn't really a problem because you know we we actually right. bought the company we worked for for like five years, and then as soon as we took it over, we're just like, this is the worst job ever. Like it was five, for like five years, or like for like five years, like this is great. And as soon as we took it over, just like there gotta be a better way to do this. I hate, I just hate having to deal with everybody's. Like, everybody, somebody spells something wrong, they spell their name wrong, it's like, I don't have to spell your name, how's that my fault? So now, we just do all of our own stuff, and then if people want it, they buy it, if they don't, that's cool, there'll be another one up tomorrow. So. Hmm, alright. And, no, you know, nobody's, nobody's gonna, like, yeah, you know, the people, are, people are buying what we put up there, you know, it's not like somebody's not walking in describing some ridiculous, impossible design to us, and then we have to somehow make that reality, it's like, it's all... It's all our ideas. It just takes a lot of the pressure off, which yeah. is awesome. We'll make our own stupid design. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, um, <clears throat> I will say also, I have a. Not people don't know this about tackle, Evan, is that uh, I have a background in printing. Uh, my my trade back when I was in high school was a uh, print shop. So you know, old That's school it. before the internet and everything was all digital. I used to oh, run yeah. the press and clean the ink oh, and yeah. rollers and laminate and make pads and. You so, know, uh, you know what it's like. Yeah, well, we're, I mean, we we are we are we are fairly old school. We're we're still screen printing. We didn't we didn't go digital yet. Okay. So so yeah, like we still we still got to press like out a, in the out in the garage. Okay. Yeah. You still have like a lackey or a job of first getting into the company, make them clean all the ink off the rolls. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, me. right. That's me. That's Derek. Derek does <laughs> all that. It's it's literally just us. It's 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 seriously just the two of us. We do literally everything. Is um and, and just and just to let anybody know that's listening right now live or archived that may not have an idea of what we mean. Cleaning ink off of a printing press roll can be very tedious. Just imagine trying to scrub a floor. And if you let that ink set and it start building up and start getting hard, it takes a long time. So congratulations, Ken O'Neill, being uh showing your efforts for the company <laughs> cleaning off the ink rolls. Yeah. But with that, um, we want to say to you, big ups to the barbershop window, our buddy Ken. You know, we've had Ken on the show, and I will say from a background of uh, that, that me and NFC Game Boy have um, in video games and the art, we definitely love your shirts. We really do. Um, tell us the first shirt. Tell us stories about, you know, the first shirt. What was the first shirt that um, you came out with, and how was uh, how was it received? Uh, well, the first thing we actually did, uh, it was actually, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch your feet because I'm going to drop a name, but uh, <laughs> it was that uh, we did it for, for Mick Foley, who's, uh, oh. who's actually a friend of ours, um, because Jake and I, uh, we used to be in, uh, we used to make independent films, I mean, we still, we still do, 
and we uh, did this documentary that's actually coming out 4th, I believe. It's coming out November 4th. It's called I Am Santa Claus. And we basically just followed a bunch of real bearded Santas for like a year. And, um, you know, through like our connections, we, we got in contact with Mick Foley, who's like this giant Christmas fan. And um, so we followed him for a year, and, you know, I bleached his beard one night. You know, I bleached his beard white in a hotel in New Hampshire, like, on Christmas Eve. And, you know, it was kind of cool. But then when it came time for post-production, uh, we just kind of need to rustle up some funds to kind of finish up the movie. And then Mick had the idea. He's like, hey, I really want to sell some shirts. And we were just like, well, we got this really cool idea for this uh, weekly T-shirt site. So he's like, all right. So then the first thing we, we ran was a uh, Mick Foley. It was actually a St. Mick wanted naughty or nice shirt that's in the same vein of his yeah, like famous cactus, cactus shirt, jack wanted was... dead or alive shirt so that was the first time we ran it. it actually did really really good and it was a really good jump start uh for us and then we thought you know that since that was so great then the second shirt we would run would sell equally as well and it did not it did not we we sold we we, we sold terrible for like months it was, it was i mean we got we got it we got we got good right out of the gate because of mick and that was nice and that got our name out there but yeah we weren't we didn't sell much for a while but that's that's you know we'll we'll let you in on a little secret. When we did that, we were like, we were like, all right, now because when, when we needed to make the mix shirt, we were like, all right, now's a good time as any to start that site that we've been talking about for years. And we did, and so we didn't want to look like we were just brand new out of the gate. So we made two fake shirts, like, and we pretended that those were like last week's shirt and the week before shirt, but they never actually happened. So if you look at our website, it looks like our first shirt was this you know Ric Flair shirt from you know, but it had never it, yeah. it didn't exist. It never existed. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> with that, and, and we love having guests on the show that's full of energy, that talk fast and full of energy. We definitely love it. What, Derek and Jake, what is your favorite shirts? When you think of your company, Top Row Tuesdays, what each person, tell us what the first shirt that pops in your mind is. Uh, you know, I don't even know. I mean, the the thing I wear all the time is we actually ran these uh, limited edition Top Rope hoodie, uh, their Top Rope Tuesday hoodies, like, for, we, we we didn't even sell them. We actually just gave them away for, like, one week for, like, our year anniversary. Uh, and that's, I pretty much wear that every day. That's become pretty much my uniform. Yeah. I, for me, I would say um, we did we did a shirt uh, with, the, like, kind of like, it looked like an old, old-timey boxing diagram with two, like, guys, like, mustaches boxing, but we put chairs in their hands. That's kind of like that's 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 my idea of like a top row Tuesday. That's like that's that's our that's our main banner logo on a uh, on our barbershop uh, section. So that's my that's what I wear that a lot. I get a lot of comments on that. Hmm. Okay. But yeah, also we just kind of wear our, our 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 own like top row Tuesday logo. We got we I'm wearing I'm wearing it right now. Just the one. It's kind of like it looks like the you know the the biker biker club logo with the rocker you know top and bottom it says top row Tuesday. That's what I wear the most probably. Okay. So, yeah, self-promotion, I guess, is king. Okay. No problem. Um, one more question before I turn it back over to NSC Game Boy is we talk about the good shirts. And, you know, we are all fans of wrestling, of course, and we all know people in the business. Each person, tell us the worst wrestling shirt that you've seen. Any era, any territory, Ooh. WCW, oh, man. NWA, well, NW, any, anything. The, the most... The ugliest wrestling shirt that you've seen. I, you know what? I would have to say it's probably any single wrestling shirt that WWE has put out in the last like six months. Wow! <laughs> like, yeah, they've just been that, putting that, out some that, of the worst stuff I've ever seen. That, or- that Orton shirt on the blue—that's rough. Uh, 
I wasn't. I, we weren't crazy about that that Ambrose shirt on white. Anything yeah, right. on white is usually is usually it's it's got to look real good, or else it's 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 that's like anything on white is usually our worst sellers. We don't we don't do it too often. So yeah, it's like wrestling it's, fans do not buy white yeah, shirts. Wrestling fans like black. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would, I would say, I would say, I would say, yeah, the current Orton shirt or the uh, the Ambrose shirt. I remember a couple of years ago they did that. Uh, they 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 pulled it almost immediately because everybody did. But they did a Sin Cara shirt where he was like wearing gold and had his arms crossed, and they realized oh, like if you were more than like five feet away, it looked like a, it looked like a it looked like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty. That was pretty great. I, it was like when they they pulled it down. I was like, I wish I had bought it because I would I would wear that all the time. Like, hey guys, remember when you did this terrible shirt? <laughs> Can't have dick shirts for WWE full kids, can't you? Can't do that. It's not PG. Yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah. not PG. <laughs> it's not at all. NFC Game Boy. Well, gentlemen, my next question is: is that with y'all doing the wrestling shirts and stuff, is there any other uh, themes that y'all might use, like MMA, UFC, uh, any other type of sports, boxing or whatever? That you know y'all might want to dip and dab as far as shirts, and if so, you know what? Uh, or uh, what? Athlete, which you which you probably want to make a shirt for. Oh wow! Yeah, that's that's hard to say. Uh, you know, I mean, we just uh, it's so funny because like whenever like like on Raw, uh, you know, last night they're just kind of doing all these cheap pops for like whatever like the local basketball team and stuff like that, and like Jake and I are just like so out of touch with like sports. There's like, are they talking about like Quidditch or something? Like, I don't know what any of these things yeah. are. Yeah, I mean, I and I, I, I did MMA for years, like years ago, and it just, it just left a, left a bad taste in my mouth. Like, I mean, I, I liked it when I did it, but I was like, I was hurt all the time, and I was just like, man, this is, this is a brutal sport. I was like, I don't know why people like this, and so I've, I haven't really gone back on it too much. Now it's like, now when I, if I ever try to watch it, I'm just like, oh god, that looks like it hurts so bad, but. Yeah, I mean, I, we we kind of entertain the notion of maybe dabbling in some other stuff. If we did, it would, it would be on a different site. You know, what I mean, so we'll. uh We'll see. I mean, in all honesty, wrestling was one of those things that, like, you know, I was I was always kind of I was into a lot when I was a kid, and then I started getting back into it a lot more when like the idea of doing this site came up. So I'm way more into it than I ever was. So maybe maybe one day we'll uh, yeah, it, we'll it, pick up uh, something else and and kind of sink into that world too, and then and see what that's got. I for think us. if we ever branched out, it would probably be like almost we'd completely change gears. We would probably go some t- something like you know like video game or like music related, and like kind of get away from sports. Because that's you know that, that is, like if if we ever branch out into something else, that's probably the direction we'd go. Okay. Um, I, I would video suggest games. that the, the old eight bit Nintendo days and stuff always need shirts. All you know, you know, a lot of the Capcom old games, a lot of the Konami games from back in the Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. That's uh, the thing. Like there, there's, there's already like a lot of people making making rate those rate kind of shirts, but people still buy them. Or something. A what now? Yeah, exactly. I would buy them. Yeah, I would buy them. You had like a Street Charade shirt. You know, a lot of people don't, they, they've heard the name. Oh, we had it. We had, oh God, I wish I, thank, thank you for reminding me. I wish I remembered that. Like we had a Streets of Rage idea. I forget who we were going to put on there. It was going to be like a wrestling related thing. We were going to, we were going to do like a, we were going to make it look like Streets of Rage, but it was going to be, oh man, now I got to remember who that was. We We have a rule that if we can't remember a shirt, it's probably not good enough to make. Yeah. That was the rule when we had to make a shirt every week. Now that we make one every day, it doesn't matter if it sucks. We'll throw it up there anyway. Yeah, we'll throw anything up there. We, <laughs> we, 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 we've, we've sold nothing more than a few times. <laughs> well, but if if we can. Um, I'm glad I if we can, If we can, just to let you know, if y'all guys are unaware of that, NFC Game Boy, my great co-host, is a professional video gamer. 
He's won tournaments around, and he's known. And also, too, our good friend, I'm sure y'all heard of Kenny Omega. We just had him on the show. He loves video games, too. Big Street Fighter fans, Juice of Rage, fighting games. So that's a little pitch to you guys, something we could do off air, come up with some ideas to help plug you guys and us the way y'all can get your name out there even more. Because Kenny Omega loves video games, and it's a Game Boy's a pro gamer, so they're always seen to match well with video games, wrestling, it kind of goes hand in hand. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll yeah. take whatever ideas you got. Man. I was I was a little disappointed. We were we were we were working all day today. I didn't have time to go pick up two K fifteen. I was like, God, just yeah. I know. Uh, yeah, I'm working all day. They call me. Yeah. <laughs> Are you coming to pick it up? I got you. Trusting. <laughs> oh, I know. I got I got I got I got the message like from GameStop saying like, Hey, your game's here. I was like, Oh, I know. I wish I could go get it right now. Not not to be a downer. I I, I, literally, I literally walked <laughs> in the house two minutes before. We got on um, before we got on air coming from work. I didn't get a chance to pre-order it, so I'm a little bummed out. But I'm sure everything will work out. Got pre-order? You gotta get Sting. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I definitely. Oh, I'm, sure, I'm, I'm sure he'll be. I'm, I'm sure he'll be DLC within a week. Yeah, yeah, DLC Christmas special. Yeah, for real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. DLC Sting. You know. Um, see, speak, speaking of shirts. Okay. Um, uh, go, go ahead, NC Game Boy. Go ahead. Yeah, one one thing I wanted to know. I saw a shirt um, on your website when I was uh, doing my research earlier today, and it was the Batman and Robin shirt, but it had Brock Lesnar and Brock Paul. And Paul. Heyman. Yeah, yeah. But it, the symbol was the old, the uh, the new adventures of Batman and Robin from the nineties. Yeah, yeah. And um, when I seen it, I, I laughed because I never thought of someone using that 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 icon like that and putting the guys in it. I just wanted to know um, how did that that idea come up with um it's just something that really caught my eye on your front page you know and i just wanted to know what was the discussion with that i mean just real quick. that was uh you know what man it's like we'll just like we'll pretty much like what this is okay i gotta let you peek behind the curtain pretty much once a month jake and i will take an afternoon we'll go to red lobster <laughs> for some reason we just go to the red lobster bar because that helps us think it's close to our apartments I don't know. and so and we just we just go to red lobster and then we'll just come up with as many ideas as we possibly can and i'll just write them down and so like every every month we'll come with like a hundred ideas and like 10 of them are like really good yeah and then <laughs> and i guess i i guess that was just one of the ones that we had if i remember correctly i think i saw some other site do something similar with that and we were just like Oh, we could do the Batman and Robin, but I I don't know who we would put it put put in there. And then I think like one night at like eleven o'clock, Derek just like texts me. He's like, "How about this?" And it's Brock and Paul. It's like perfect, you know. So. Yeah, I mean, I'll just now I'll just like go through and just kind of go to Google and just like search for like iconic shirts, cool shirts. I'll go on eBay. I'll look for like you know old vintage shirts that people are putting up, and then just kind of see what kind of wrestling stuff we can interject into those. So it's really just a matter of we just kind of come up with every possible thing we have, and then we'll just try to find a design that fits just right for it. So. I, I will say, too, that um, the man and the Game Boy, you know, both love Seaboroughs, and uh, that was the first shirt that caught my eye on your website, because I'm a huge Batman fan. Um, and another shirt oh, yeah, that that came to mind, and big ups to uh, our correspondent Shimbley for this, is uh, the Titty Master shirt. Uh, uh, that was that was one of the ideas from Red Lobster, and then we were just—I was thinking because I think I saw like a Jaegermeister bottle, yeah, 
on the thing. I'm just like, oh, what can we put in the Jägermeister logo? And then Jake's like, oh, you know what? I never wanted to do a shirt like so this. Many, but... So many people were doing, like, Titty Master jokes all the time, and I was like, oh, I was like, yeah, everybody's doing it. I was like, we, we, sh- we, should just, we should just avoid it and not do it. And then... Like and then and then and then when Derek said brought up Jägermeister, I was like, God, that would be way too perfect not to do. And we did, and I lo- I love it. I loved it from the rip, but yeah. I think I think Jake's still a little. Yeah. They, Jake's Jake's too classy for it. I guess. Anything? No, not not even. It's just like anything that like anything that I see everybody else. Any like time like everybody else is making the same joke, I always want to try to avoid it. I guess because I'm just you know, I'm a dick like that. Yeah. I don't know, but like so. But if if an idea is good enough, we'll do it. Okay. Question two. Or bad, or bad enough. We're daily now. We're, we're we'll, we'll we'll print anything. <laughs> yeah, pretty much people tell us what's good. Yeah, we'll, we'll, I put up stuff and I was like, we're gonna sell thousand of these and we sell like two, and then I'll put up stuff and it's like, whatever, we sell two, we're good, and we'll sell like hundred. I was just like, how did this happen? We don't know what anybody wants, so now we just throw everything against the wall. And let let uh, let the internet decide what they like. Hmm. Um, question: Your logo. Yeah. Tyro Tuesday. You have a bear. Yep. Yeah. In a wrestling singlet. Explain mm-hmm. explain the origins of the logo. That was it, 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 I wish it was more complex than just the fact that when we started the the company we were just like we need we need some kind of a mascot, a logo and it was like Derek's like, How about a bear? And he put a singlet on a bear, I was like, Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Wrestle Bear was born. Like we just we you know, 'cause like Twitter's got the bird and you know, like T Fury's even got their own little bird. It was kinda like, Alright, we need a we need a mascot, we need something at first, we got way into it. Like we, like WrestleBear's got his own Twitter account, and we used to like tweet as WrestleBear, and it was, it was. But we kind of got away from that. But you know, we still, we still like him as a. We've got. Uh, yeah, maybe we'll we'll, uh, we'll have to like tweet you guys. Like, we we have we actually have like a a, a WrestleBear in in our shop now, like an actual like bear in a singlet that you know we keep in there. Yeah, it's like a uh, lawn ornament. That the lawn ornament that Derek yeah, painted, painted a singlet, a singlet on. on. <laughs> Yeah, well, it was literally as easy as we need a mascot. How about a bear? <laughs> Thanks. Um, real quick, um, I know we're running short on time with you guys. Um, since Ken and Derek, since you're that, that, if you will, the authority of your company, um, who would you say are your rivals? You know, if you're Vince, if, if one of y'all Vince McMahon and the other one is, I don't know, Pat Patterson or J.J. Dillon or, you know, somebody that helped Vince out, who would be the Eric Bischoff, you know, or, um, you know, the Kevin Sullivan, or who would you say would be uh, your rivals? For the show I, don't, the show? I don't, yeah, we don't really have any. I don't think there is any, because, I mean, the only thing that, like, like when we first started, the only thing that you could have even, like, because, com- you know, what we could compare this to would have been Barber, Barbershop Window, but, I mean, like, we ended up kind of working out a partnership with them. Like, we sell some of our stuff on Barbershop Window. Like, we've we've talked to Ken, we talked to Ryan at Pro Wrestling Tees. Like, we we all kind of, like... We all kind of work together more than uh, more than we try to help each other more than we do more than we have a rival. Yeah, I, I, I wish I had an interesting answer of yeah. like some somebody we hated, but yeah, even even the other companies like we we we've kind of yeah. like we've we've shared tweets here and there. And, yeah, it's we we did actually have a. I mean, it might happen one day. It depends. Yeah, it depends how slow sales get for everyone. But we did have a plan of making a try to stage a uh, Monday Night War style T-shirt war between all of the. T-shirt companies, to try, but we all be in on it. It all be fair, you know. You know, <laughs> but you know, try to inject some excitement like in a T-shirt, in a wrestling T-shirt game. But as it stands right now, it's all pretty peace. It's not a bad idea. Don't tell anybody that though. Don't don't tell anybody other than everyone listening to this live podcast. Yeah. Yeah, we won't tell. Just wait till it hit the airwaves. Everyone, shh. 
Yes. <laughs> Amber, NFC Game Boy and Tech, we didn't say it. They did. <laughs> yeah. Whoever's listening. And to all the masses that will be listening to. Uh, real quick, Ken and Derek, let us know what's next for Top Road Tuesdays. Uh, I mean, today we actually just got done. We also have a, we do a YouTube show. Kind of goes back to our, uh, you know, uh, filmmaking roots, kind of how we met and kind of how we started, you know, making the site. So now we actually have, uh, we've been doing it for a little while. Um, but if you go to um, uh, YouTube.com slash Top Rope Tuesday NJ, uh, New Jersey, uh, we actually film a bunch of shorts. That's just kind of like a fictionalized uh, account of how dumb we are. Yeah, uh, trying to run it's, our it's, it's our it's like our job, like you know, a day a day in our our shop and everything. And they're uh, you know. So we just uh, yeah we just shot another handful of them today. So yeah, I mean, I would say what's next is uh, come back on uh, on Halloween. That'll be our our next new our new episode. We'll do a Halloween episode. We tweeted we tweeted our Halloween costumes earlier today. A little teaser. But okay. that's what we do. That's turned into our job. <laughs> we're we're kind of slow on uh on printing, and we're just going to shoot some stupid YouTube videos. Just you know, stay busy. Will we? But I guess I guess technically we would have to say what what would be next. Uh, what would the next big thing for us is kind of like what Derek touched on earlier would be. I guess it would be I Am Santa Claus. Oh yeah, that thing. <laughs> that 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 actual real movie that we did. <laughs> that, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be yeah. Just uh, everybody keep an eye out for uh, I Am Santa Claus. It's a really really good movie. Mixing it, there's ton of there's more wrestlers in this movie than you would ever imagine would make it into a Christmas movie. Uh, but it's called I Am Santa Claus. It's going to be on Netflix, I think, uh, mid-November. It's going to be in theaters, uh, limited release uh, nationwide, maybe like 50, 60 theaters, uh, on November 4th, which I believe is the week from today. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, it is. Well, hey, it's three years know, in the making. It's odd to think it's just around the corner. That's why it's. That's why we guys forgot about it. Was it shot in HD? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Well, with that being said, T, while, while we have you, before we let you go, go ahead Derek and um, go ahead and Derek and this, you know, guys go ahead Derek and Ken and start plugging away, letting everybody know how to reach you guys. Any more information you have on the Santa Claus movie, go ahead and let us know. Yeah, I mean, you can just uh, check us out. Uh, the website's TopRopeTuesday.com. Uh, you can check us out Facebook.com slash TopRopeTuesday. Twitter's TopRopeTuesday. TopRopeTuesday. Uh, I am Santa Claus top, on, on Twitter as well. Yeah, whatever. You'll find us. Oh yeah, we we, find we, one we, of our we blow we blow it all up. Yeah, we're we're relatively uh, good at keeping everybody in the loop of what we got going on. But yeah, just hit us up and see what we got. If you like what you got, then uh, then buy some stuff, I guess. <laughs> buy some shirts, and then we'll give you shirts, and then you can wear shirts. And then you and then you'll look pretty good. We try to keep it simple. Okay, NFC Game Boy. Any uh, anything else you got? Oh, the last thing I want to know is if uh, if we have any ideas or anything. Uh, do we also uh, like tweet it to you or, or I'm talking about uh, me and tech? You, 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 you're you're always welcome to you're always like welcome to tweet passion. tweet ideas at us, email us. Yeah, we got ideas all the time. Some are good. Uh, most of them are not good. Uh, which you know, most of our ideas are bad in the first place anyway. <laughs> so. That's just kind of how it works. Yeah, about about ten percent are good. Yeah, for, so for, for every good I, for every good idea you see you see us post, like we we've come up with a lot of terrible ones. So. <laughs> well, you see how the theme is going. We just gotta wait for you to say perfect, and once we hear that perfect, then yep, that, that's a winner. That's we get it. So with that being said, guys, we we thank you much for coming on to the show. Um, we will have you back on very soon. We'll give you a lot more time. We'll be able to talk more about um, your business and about wrestling in general. Um, I will definitely doing the show. Uh, once once we let you guys go, I will hit y'all up on Facebook. 
definitely we'll try to talk about a couple of things off air if that is okay. Awesome, yeah, man. Okay. So with that being said, guys, um, we thank you very much for being on to the show. And uh, I will be talking to you momentarily on Facebook in a second. And uh, hopefully you have a blessed day. Anything else you need to plug, um, go ahead now. I think, I think we hit it, yeah. Thorough. Pretty much anything worth pl- anything worth plugging usually go. We we usually put out on our Topper of Tuesday Twitter or Topper of Tuesday Facebook. So those are the ones to follow. All right, guys, we do, we do appreciate you much. Thank you much, uh, Kenny Jake. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, gentlemen. Take care. All right. See you later. All right, guys. That was the great. I do apologize, fans. We do apologize. We so Blood Talk Radio is dealing with technical difficulties at the moment. Um, some stuff is going on with the board. So if you happen to hear like little weird sounds in the back, then that is why. But we do thank Top Roll Tuesdays for calling on in. Um, we thank uh, Ken. We thank Derek for calling in, telling us about their great business and what they're doing for the business. It's good to hear. Now, when you think about wrestling, you always think about the performers in the ring, the great talents in the ring, and the referees and the people that make everything happen on TV. But a lot of times, there's more to wrestling than the wrestling on TV. you got guys that have good companies as themselves. you got, you know, guys that do shirts, people that do that do makeup, that builds that builds the ring. Oh, guys, I'm trying to bring in NFC Game Boy. NFC Game Boy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah do like apologize for that. Oh, it's okay. Like I was saying, you know what I mean, uh, those, they were great guys. Um, I have some ideas that I want to run past them. And the only reason why I don't want to say it on the air is because I don't want to be embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's their that's their expertise. So I'd rather just ask those those guys their expertise what they would think. But um you know, they were great guests. Um you know, uh, I would like to probably purchase some or maybe uh get some under the mat shirts for us guys, you know, for yeah. us and our correspondents and, and some of the fans out there. If y'all want some under the mat shirts, you know, hit us up, let us know. Walk around representing one of the premier shows. In Baltimore. Oh, yeah. In Tri-State. Are we international, right? Yes, we are. So we're a global show. All right. See, we're global. (laughs) Yes, Ah. we are global, international. And, of course, none of this is possible. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Of course, none of this is uh, possible without having the great fans Great listeners of Under the Mat Radio. Not only Under the Mat Radio, but ProWrestlingPowerhouse.com. Definitely big up to Jay Aletto. Also, T, want to give a quick shout-out to um, our brothers in the family, Pro Wrestling Powerhouse, the brother of Bret Hart, Bruce Hart, his good show, Heartbeat Radio, which is every Sunday night from 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Time on Power, Power, Pro Wrestling Powerhouse. Big up to him and Bob Johnson, who was listening, who was one of the great producers of the network. So, Hey, guys. Um, hey, guys. Big ups to you, Bob Johnson. Um, we do, me and Bob, do have a couple of things we're planning. Um, Bob will be blessing us with a couple of guests and a couple of ideas for Under the Mat Radio, which will be huge. So we will update you once we get the news. We definitely will let you know. That's that being said, while we wait for our next guest to call in, and I believe this is him right now. All right. Well, folks, while Tech finished doing that, we just want to say to everyone, thank you for tuning in to Under the Mat Radio and uh, to the 
our family, Pro Wrestling Powerhouse. Thank y'all for uh, helping us out, and we hope to continuously give y'all exactly what you wrestling fans out there need, and that's that good quality wrestling entertainment. Yeah. With that being said, I believe we have live, live, live right now. Is this Justin Donaldson? This is. Yes, it is. Everybody, this is, if I can see, the great Justin Rob, that's Justin Donaldson, who is, I'm going to get this right, Justin, actor, producer, writer of many screen shows online and on national TV. Did I get that right? You got it right. So that's like all of the above, right? Yeah, all of the above. <laughs> all of the above. Yeah, that's yeah. it. He, he does everything. He does. <laughs> Thank, thanks, Justin, uh, for coming on to the show. Thank you. Oh, no problem, guys. Thanks for having me. No, no problem, man. Um, we got to give a quick shout-out to you, and we thank a great buddy, Howard Rutnick, a good old friend and host of Screen Junkies. Anybody want to check them out, check out Screen Junkies on YouTube and Honest Trailers, who helped us provide Justin Donaldson, who he said y'all are very close friends, very good friends. And um, we want to thank Screen Junkies and Hal Rutnick for um, providing us with Justin today. Thank you much. Yeah, Hal, uh, Hal's been one of my best friends and uh, my comedy partner for close to a decade and uh, just a real good guy. Yes, it is. Uh, before we even start off, we here under the Merit Radio and Forest and Powerhouse, we have to give you a congrats, Justin, for being a newlywed. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin just got married, and we want to give you a big congratulations for that. Congratulations to you. Oh, thank you so much, guys. So how does it feel? How does it feel, brother, to be married and tying the knot and everything? You know, it was uh, <laughs> probably the biggest feeling was a feeling of relief uh, because this big wedding was over. <laughs> <laughs> um it's uh everyone tells you the weddings are crazy and that uh they're hard to do and you don't believe them and then you start doing it and it's crazy and it's hard to do and uh yeah i think the the relief that uh, the stress of putting this big event on was over and now it was just going to be the two of us uh was one of the best feelings of the night and just having all my friends and family and everyone there was pretty amazing that's good. We do thank you. And, and big ups to you. <clears throat> Speak, speaking of weddings, Justin, and, and I know we, we talked a lot off air, emails and such. Your favorite time period of wrestling, you told me, was 1988 to 1992. Yeah, and I'll you, tell you, you know, if you had asked me a couple months ago, I probably would have said the Attitude Era. Um, but the network has really drawn me back in to that kind of late Hogan Macho Man era. Yeah, great times. Ico Pro, you know, said uh, said uh, you know, um, Saturday night's main event, the main event, uh, all great times. With you being married now, of course, in wrestling marriages, weddings don't go well at all. <laughs> so with that being said, Justin, um, give us your memories of the weddings of not only that time period of the early nineties, of course. Elizabeth and Savage, but um, weddings in general. Um, your, your favorite wedding that that's happened, air quote, in uh, wrestling. Well, I remember going back to Savage and Elizabeth. At that, at, at the time, uh, I was really disappointed because on the pay per view, 
the wedding happened uninterrupted. Uh, the attack from Jake the Snake and The Undertaker with the snake happened after the pay-per-view went off the air, and they showed it on Superstars the following weekend. So watching the pay-per-view, it just seemed like uh, everything was fine. And I remember being really disappointed by that when I was a kid. <laughs> I thought for sure somebody was going to interrupt that wedding. <laughs> yeah, good, good times. Um, speaking of weddings, <clears throat> I know me and Anderson Game Boy's favorite, one of our favorites, of course, is later in the years, more recent, the Billy and Chuck wedding from SmackDown. Oh, right, yeah. Michelle played the old uh, white uh, kind of televangelist um, preacher or priest. Um, your thoughts, your memories of that too, Justin. Yeah, I remember I really loved the Eric Bischoff uh, reveal of being the old man. Um, I thought it was a little overkill that they did that and Billy and Chuck revealing that they weren't gay. Um, I felt like you could have gone with like one or the other and it would have worked out. Um, there was an awful lot going on <laughs> at that wedding. Yeah, it was. I'm going to turn it over now to uh, NFC Game Boy. Well, first of all, like I said, I want to thank you for coming on to the show. And my first question to you, of course, I'm going to try to get away from you, the, the wedding scene, is with you doing and writing with these shows and everything, what has been your passion and your motivation to come up with the ideas and for these shows and everything? What has been, like, uh, your driving force? I tell you what it is. When I was a little kid, I used to watch the Muppet movie over and over again. And there's a scene at the beginning of the Muppet movie. Oh, yeah. There's a scene at the beginning of the Muppet movie where Kermit's out in the swamp and a uh, agent from Hollywood shows up and tells Kermit that he should go to Hollywood because with his talent, he could make millions of people happy. And Kermit kind of looks off into the distance and he goes, oh, millions of people happy. And I think as a kid, that really stuck with me. And that's always been kind of my driving force with doing comedy is the fact that I just want to make as many people as I can happy. Well, also with that, uh, what has been pretty much your biggest uh, roadblock or uh, hurdle that you have encountered so far in your career? My biggest roadblock, biggest hurdle has definitely been um, just kind of the way, you know, it's it's uh, L.A., Hollywood, not the best town, not filled with the best people. <laughs> um, and I always like to try to find the best in people and believe the best in people. And uh, when you're dealing with people in this industry, you're going to get let down. <laughs> Because uh, you're going to see the worst of people. And wow. I think that's definitely been the biggest roadblock. Wow. If you, if you can, okay. while, while we're talking about roadblocks, Justin, let us know your biggest roadblock. Look over your career. You know, you've done great. You have a great career so far, and I'm sure there's more to come. When you look over your career, what comes to your mind when you think of the biggest letdown that you've dealt with in the industry? Probably my biggest letdown 
was uh, a pilot a couple of years ago uh, that I did for FX where everybody involved, myself included, I am not excluded from this, um, we all got a little worked up and we all got a little greedy about the money. And it kind of turned us against each other and ended up with us not having the best product that we could because of this. And I feel like at the end of the day, you got to realize that you got in this to make people happy and to entertain, and it's not about the money. And when you put the money first, you end up getting into a problem. So I'd say that would be the biggest roadblock is the times where the money has been the thing that comes first. Wow. Wow. We do thank you, too, for being honest, you know, with that, too, and saying that. Oh, Now, on on the flip side, Justin, your biggest achievement in your career that you that you feel personally, I mean, you look back and say, "Yeah, I made it." Yeah, that that that's pretty cool. Yeah, you know, there's different there's different levels. Um, I worked on uh, Reno 911, and that was uh, both personally and professionally uh, an amazing thing. I, I was a huge fan of the show before. They asked me to come to work on it, and it was just like next level stuff. Before then, I had, I had been doing uh, internet videos, and uh, to get to then go work on television like that was uh, was was really something else. Um, so that was definitely like a big goal and a and a, and a dream achieved. And um, also, actually, I I have something coming up that. Uh, I shot a couple of years ago that's just about to be released on the internet. And I feel like it's the first time that like my voice has really been uh, in the material. And it's a uh, a wrestling sitcom that's going to be on a YouTube channel called Yam Yam F. Uh, it's called Matt Men. And it stars uh, John Morrison, Chris Jericho, uh, DDP, Rob Van Dam. And uh, I'm really proud of that. Wow, that's great, man. <clears throat> that is great. And if I can, real quick, ask you another question before I turn it over to uh, Game Boy. You hear a lot of people in the industry, movies, TV, talk about how hard it is to write comedy. You know, it's an old saying, dying is easy, comedy is hard. How do you go about, when you when you go about writing, when you wrote for Reno 911, when you wrote for um, King and Pell, or, you know, or the other pilots, what goes into you writing comedy? What's the easiest thing about writing comedy for you, and what's the toughest thing? You know, it's um, it's all about the truth. You know, if you if you tell the truth, you're going to connect with people, and you're going to make them laugh. And yeah, you know, it's. Uh, I, I, I'm blessed because I, um, there hasn't been anything really difficult for me about writing comedy. Like it's, it just happens to be this thing that comes really easy to me. Um, not a lot of other things to do, <laughs> but this does. And, uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm very blessed. 
Wow. I I, I I can understand. You know what I mean? Doing doing comedy is is very very difficult when you know you're looking from it from the from the outside in. And my question to you is, with doing like sketch comedy, because you have different people have to understand it's different type of comedy. You know, you got stand up comics, you have sketch comedy, you got animation comedy. You know, it's different types of ways that you have to 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 show you know comedy. You know, some jokes will not be perceived depending on how you uh, how you deliver it. You know, so what yeah. is uh, what is the what is the uh, well for you? What would be the the next hurdle, you know, with you doing sketch comedy and you involved in so long, you know, are you thinking about going to a new platform of comedy, uh, you know, like anime? Yeah, or I, I actually am. Uh, that's worthy you mentioned that. I, um, I'm just starting to do stand up, which I've never done before. Ain't it hard? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, man, I think it's going to be real hard. I haven't, I haven't gone out to perform yet. I've just been writing and uh, lining up like open mics. But it's one of those things where, you know, to do sketch, you need, you know, at least one more person, if not five, six, seven other people. And uh, as, you know, we get older and get married and, uh, you know, your time becomes less and less. So I haven't, uh, I haven't done much live sketch comedy in the last couple of years. So I felt like stand-up maybe the best avenue for me to go right now because uh, I can just get up and, and go do that alone. And it's something I've always wanted to do, and it's something that kind of scares me. So, uh, yeah, it's, I'm up for that challenge and ready to evolve again, I hope. <laughs> hey, I, I'm going to tell you from a personal experience, back in April, I did my first stand-up uh, comedy. It was at a, a show where it was an uh, open house, and I went up there, and I did about – I did about between seven to ten minutes, and I actually done very. I, was, I did very very well. But when I was up there, what I noticed about stand up is is that as I was saying the jokes and I was telling the stories, it's not like when, when you're talking around your friends and people who you know, they already can catch the punchline because they even know the story or they know you. And what I didn't right. realize is as I was telling the story, these people don't know me. So where my friends would probably laugh and be like, oh, you know, and the joke will, will, will propel, I had to break it down so the people in the audience can understand and they still catch the joke. And it sounds very easy, but it's really, really hard. And I have so much respect for those for those guys, those comedians who, who go out there and can do that. I mean, of course you have to practice it and practice it, but... It was just that one thing kind of stood out to me in comedy, because I want to get into comedy. I want to get into voice overwork and, and everything, you know, later down the road in my career. And I just had so much respect for him because I was just like, wow, this is really hard. It's like, you know, you think you can tell a few jokes in your car or at the bar or, you know, maybe you're a class clown in school or, you know, at your job and you go, I can go on stage, I can... And then you go on stage and you're telling the jokes and people don't know you and they don't know what you're really saying. You got to break it down. You're like... Okay, I ain't that funny. <laughs> so yeah, I'd say kudos to you. And um, as 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 successful as you already been, I know that you're going to really knock it off the park. And I would not. Be, my advice to you is, I would not be afraid because if your material is good as the material you already done, trust me, you'll be fine. 
Well, thank you very much, guys. I appreciate the support. I really do, because it's not no easy. Uh, As we, you we know. Will say, mm-hmm. <laughs> we will say, too, that um, I, I got to watch a video that you posted. I believe it was someone playing Paul Bear. Did it ever ring the bell, <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty hilarious. Um, can, can you give a background of that, of, that, um, of that video? And we'll post it on the show page, too. Yeah, for the last, uh, actually coming up on seven years now, um, Hal Rudnick and myself have done a show at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater in Los Angeles called The Tournament of Nerds. And The Tournament of Nerds is a show where we have comics come on and they debate who would win in fights between different like fictional characters, like you know your Batman versus Superman and stuff like that. And uh, the guys usually dress up as the characters and come out and debate as the characters. And uh, and probably about four or five years ago, we had a guy who was debating on behalf of The Undertaker. It was uh, The Undertaker against Freddy Krueger. And uh, the guy debating for The Undertaker brought someone with him to play Paul Bearer. And the audience just ate it up. They just loved Paul Bearer to death. So we made him a recurring character on the show. So now every other month he comes to the show and we have the funeral parlor where uh, we'll have a uh, celebrity or a comic like Tom Lennon or DC Pearson, or uh, we had Matt Jones who was Badger on Breaking Bad and Paul Bearer interviews these people in the funeral parlor. <laughs> um, so we've made a couple of videos as well. And uh, it's always a great bit. The, the guy who does Paul Bear, his name is Rishi Root. He's uh, just extremely talented. And uh, it's, it's one of my favorite bits to sit back and watch. Yeah, very, very, I would say very hilarious um, bit, too. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin, since you're in the industry, of course, you write comedy, you wrote other things. We know, with us having a radio show and, and we being blessed the way you know we know people in the business, and we blessed with the success that we've had of being on. We tend to look at the business a little different from a different eye, not necessarily negative, but you know when you kind of in, you know people, and you know the inner workings. You look at things a little different. So what we want to know, Justin, is since you write comedy and you're in the industry and you've been behind the scenes, does that change your viewpoint of when you watch? other comedy TV shows, even comedy skits that's on TV that WWE even saying they may do? Yeah, you know, I uh, I don't really watch any comedy anymore. Uh, it's kind of like one of those deals where, like, that's my job, and when I have time off, uh, I'm either watching wrestling or uh, I'm watching, like, reality TV or documentaries or something like that. Okay. I mean, that, that makes sense. It does. It does. Um, speaking of wrestling, right, and while we have a couple more minutes, did you see uh, WWE's Hell in a Cell this past weekend? I did. Yes. Okay. So give us your thoughts on Hell in a Cell. Well, you know, it's kind of been, um, it's kind of been how I felt about the WWE just in general over probably since after WrestleMania where it feels like it's almost there. They're almost there. Like they got a lot of great stuff that I'm loving, but they just don't quite do it right. Um, I love the Cesaro 
Dolph Ziggler match, but mm-hmm. I could have used like another 10 minutes on that match. Um, I thought all the wrestling was good. I thought all the action was real good. I thought the storytelling was good. Everything to me was just missing like that one little extra special thing. And it, it for it, at the end for the last for the second cell match, um, I was really mad when Bray Wyatt interfered. Uh, but about about an hour, two hours later, um, I realized that that was probably the right thing to do. But at the time, I was so invested in the match. WWE got me. They got me. They got me to like they wanted everybody to be angry with that interference, and they got me. They caught me. They. I was so invested in Ambrose and Rollins that uh, I was upset when Bray interfered. <laughs> Even though it was really cool to have the spirit of Sister right. Abigail raised in the ring. Hmm. Yeah, we got it. Now I'm there. now I'm better with it. <laughs> We got to ask you, Justin, are you a John Cena fan? Are you full kids or full kids, or are you not? That's a difficult question. Oh, we got um, him. Boy. We got him. <laughs> I, I don't dislike John Cena. Uh, I'm not a John Cena hater. I, uh, I like him. I just wish there was a little bit more to the character uh, a little more passion, real passion, not uh, fake passion, Jack. Uh, it, I like, I want to like John Cena. Like, I'm a Hogan fan. I'm a Hogan kid. I grew up with Hogan. I, I want to like John Cena, but there's just something missing. You know, I, I, I really started to like John Cena in the feud with The Rock. Because I felt like when The Rock came back, uh, The Rock was in the wrong. He was kind of playing the heel, you know. John Cena has been nothing but a good guy week in and week out. He's been nothing but a workhorse for WWE. And here you have The Rock just comes in every couple of years, makes a couple of jokes. You know, I, I felt like Cena was really like the face in that feud. And I really wanted to see Cena go over The Rock in their first match. And by the time it got to the second match, I didn't really care anymore. Um, so yeah, man. Like, I sometimes I like the like I like him, but I don't love him. Though I did uh, buy a hustle loyalty and respect uh, hoodie at Hot Topic because it was on clearance for five dollars. Oh wait, wait, wait! There was a John Cena merchandise on clearance for five dollars. No, hot, hot topic, man. It's not selling. They're not the, the, the John Cena stuff. It's not flying off the shelves there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't well, blame him. He comes out with yeah. a new shirt like three times a year. Exactly. Yeah, like, literally. My well, four uh, times if you count October. <laughs> Justin, you 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 said you grew up as a Hogan fan, and, and you remember like we do. Growing up in that time period, you was either. Hogan or Flair, you know, like Hogan oh, or Flair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You more was a, you were more of a Hogan fan. Yeah. Me, I was more Flair. Now that I didn't dislike Hogan. Hogan, Hogan was cool. You know, the Hulkamanian brothers say your prayers, and you know, Real American and Jimmy Hart and the leg drop and all that stuff. I was more Flair. I necessarily didn't really like Hogan to the NWO. So he, he did the trade. 
that's when I well, what part of the country school. what part of the country did you grow up in and uh, and here's why we're in the east coast so we're from baltimore yep <laughs> so we got you know we got nwa all the time here in baltimore nwa wcw we got wwf on tv but around that time they barely came here to um you know, it was territorial then. So NWA, this was the NWA territory. Yeah. So I would see Hogan on TV, me and Innocent Game Boy, Hogan, brother, yeah, brother, and, you know, Savage and King Kong Bundy. But we got to see, you know, the Horsemen and, and the Russians and the Rock and Roll and Cornette, you know. So I was a little more partial to Flair. But big ups to both of them. I, I knew kids that hated Hogan. I remember old Innocent Game Boy, remember, there was a, a guy, mm-hmm. um, Innocent Game Boy, it was a guy named James we knew. Not not Jimmy, but it was another guy that I knew. And I remember when Hogan uh, came in WrestleMania 9, I believe, and beat Yoko Zena, he actually cried because he hated Hogan. <laughs> he was a Bret Hart fan. I, I don't forget this. He was a Bret Hart fan, and, you know, it was before DVDs and all that. And I said, hey, you know, who the that? I hate Hogan. I'm like, what, what happened? Oh, Hogan showed up. And it's beat that fat <laughs> Japanese dude. Like, who? Yoko's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> so every time I see that footage of Hogan in WrestleMania 9, I always think of him. Big up, James. You don't know where you're at. I haven't seen you in years, but um, hopefully um, your soul still burns and your pastor <laughs> Hogan beat Yokozuna. But I always remember that. I do. Yeah, I still remember that. I definitely think that turned a lot of people against Hogan. Um, I mean, just like man, that was that was not a good WrestleMania. I uh, still wish it had been uh, Bret Hart and Macho Man. I think uh, that would have been a match uh, that we'd still be talking about. Uh, but talking talking about growing up like like in Flair, yeah, out, I grew up here in California. And there was no way to watch NWA or WCW. We didn't. Uh, we didn't have cable. We could. We didn't even like. We couldn't even get cable. Like cable wasn't available where I lived until like ninety two, ninety three. So all I had to watch was Superstars on Saturday, and every couple of months Saturday night's main event. But the WWF would do a house show at the LA Sports Arena every month and Hogan was there every month. So man, I probably saw Hogan live when I was a kid more times than like I would read about flair in the magazines. I would pick up like pro wrestling illustrated and you would see the pictures of flair and dusty covered in blood. And it was always intriguing to me. And I remember like, very vividly, one of the most like vivid childhood memories I have is Bobby Heenan showing up on Superstars with that NWA world title and saying that Flair was coming. And I was so excited because I had just heard for years and years and years about Ric Flair and had never seen him. And when he showed up, I loved him. I loved him so much. Um, that 92 Royal Rumble one of the best performances in the history yeah. of pro wrestling. One of the best rumbles in history. Definitely. Definitely was. <clears throat> Justin, um, real quick, I know we're running out of time, buddy. While you got time, 
let us know, man, how to get a hold of you. Let us know your upcoming projects. Let us know what's next for you. Yeah, you can friend me on Facebook. I, I keep an open profile. Just uh, search for Justin Donaldson. Uh, right now, you'll see uh, a lot of wedding photos. <laughs> but yeah. uh, that's where I post all my projects. And uh, that's where I'll be posting uh, Matt Men, the, the wrestling sitcom. And uh, you can uh, follow me on Twitter. It's at Tournament Nerds. Um, usually, it's just a lot of promoting of like shows and stuff like that. Uh, the Facebook is where like my real stuff is. All right, you say we we definitely Justin we we will be contacting you um, after the show off air about a couple of business ventures we plan on doing. Um, me and Innocent Game Boy we do plan to make a trip. We talk to how to LA next year to meet up with y'all and do a awesome. couple of things. So you know we definitely you guys gotta try to come out here. You gotta try to come out here when there's a PWG event. Okay. Uh, for wrestling, for wrestling gorilla. I cannot speak more highly of it. Uh, I try to never miss one. It's uh, it's a it's a great live experience. All right, we will. We will since you recommended it, uh, we would definitely do that. Of course, we'll talk more off air. Justin Donaldson, thank you much for your time being on here. We, we really do appreciate it, and we are honored. Uh, thank you guys. Thanks for having me. All right, buddy. All right, take Thanks care. Much. See you All soon. right. Bye. Thank you. Everybody, that was the great Justin Donaldson. Probably won't recognize his name, probably won't recognize his face, but I'm sure if you Google him or look him up on IMDb, you'll definitely know his work. Uh, worked on a lot of great shows. Uh, great guy. Got to talk to him a few off air. Um, this interview has been in the making since the past five months. <laughs> so he's very busy, very gracious, got, got great guy. We do look forward to uh, meeting him in person uh, <clears throat> next year. NFC Game Boy, your uh, thoughts? Well, yeah, we've been talking about this interview for a while, and just to get a chance to pick his brain. You know, Justin has done a lot of work for a lot of different companies and stuff and did a lot of writing. And um, it's good to not only have him from the uh, – the wrestling advantage, but, you know, just to have a chance to get a glimpse of how Hollywood works and the, the pitfalls of money and, and, and bad dealings and, and the, you know, the triumphs of when it works successful and everything. And uh, once again, congratulations to him and his wife. Um, I just friended him on Facebook, so I got a chance to see him and his groomsmen and, and uh, his, his lovely bride. And uh, we can't wait till next year. You know, Under the Mat will be in California. L.A. Um, visiting them in uh, L.A. and also WrestleMania. Yes, WrestleMania. Yes, yeah, So you know, yeah. So I mean, we're we're going all around. So we, we're making the West big Coast. moves and everything. Love, love, love. Going West back, Coast. Back. Yes. Well, different time zone. Three hours uh, before us, but uh, either way, definitely be live. Definitely will be. Um, speaking of. Justin Donaldson, speaking of him being on TV and everything, NFC Game Boy, I'm going to let you do the honors to announce uh, the big uh, weekend that uh, Under the Mats Radio has. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this weekend, this Saturday, November 1st, 2014, we, Blade, the correspondent, the co-host, NFC Game Boy, and the host, Tech, will be gracing the presence of of legends television 
Evan Gisberg show up in New York. You will catch us on air talking with a lot of flair, uh, with a lot of of, of Today, news we that we got. Yeah, if we will. <laughs> and also yeah. on the special, you get a chance to see me and SC Game Boy perform live from my new upcoming Greatest Hits album. If you don't know, Download my app, NSC Game Boy, spelled correctly, on your iPhones, at your uh, Android phones, your Play Store, whatever you get your apps from. Please feel free to download it. But you will see us this Saturday. Check us out. We have details and everything on our uh, Facebook page or on our personal pages, whichever way it is. We'll be on television joining the great Evan Gisberg and the rest of his folks and uh, guests on the Matt Radio will be in the house. Did I, did I do a good job? Yeah. Oh, you, you did. Okay. <coughs> good job. Good job. So, somebody has a little uh, coughing shot going on. Somebody got something in their throat? Clean up their throat. Yeah, you forgot the sensational one here. We we didn't forget you. We said nothing much, brother. Nothing much, brothers. Um, first of all, before we get down to business, I want to give a shout out to my cousin because his birthday is today. Uh, my cousin is Sean Evans in Portsmouth, Virginia, I think, or Hampton, one of the, one of the boroughs. And also, uh, I am I am talking to. I'm on the show live, live, live while playing the new WWE 2K15 game. Oh, yeah. really, dude? Yes, I am playing it right now. I had to go pick it up, man. But I do have some bad news, though. No, I pre-ordered mine. I got mine. I had to get mine. I pre-ordered mine too. I just hadn't. I didn't make it. You know, I understand. I'll have it tomorrow, though. I'm gonna go to game tomorrow. Real quick, with all that being said, fans, we have here live right now. I'm. I'm uh, just let everybody know that we have live right now on Under the Mat Radio our next guest, and I'm going to turn it over to the sensational one to do the intro. Mm. Here we go. All right, fans, 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 ladies and gentlemen, this guest I've been watching on the air on iTunes and on YouTube for the last four years. I enjoyed the show. And many months ago, we had one of the hosts of the PWR Pro Wrestling Report, David Hero. And I'm here to introduce one of the most beautiful ladies in the wrestling business that I can know of, and the correspondent, Miss Linda K. Put your hands together for her. Let let her feel welcome to Under the Mat Radio. Hey. Hey. She can hear her hands. What's hey. That was not. Hey. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, Linda. That was not a great welcoming mat for you. We got to give a little bit more. You know, I just heard, uh, no, this is sensational one. This is exciting. <laughs> well, but you're saying, I, see, seeing as how the great Linda yeah. Kay is on, seeing as how Linda Kay can't see our hands, a round of applause, she can only hear us. But we are very excited, Linda Kay, to yes, have <laughs> now the second, now two-thirds of her wrestling report. We've had the great David Hero, big ups to him on, and now we have Linda Kay. So two-thirds of Pro Wrestling Report have been on our show. Linda Kay, we thank you very much 
for coming on to Under the Mat Radio. Thank you for having me. I mean, this is great. The busy woman, this is a wonderful break in my schedule. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Um, Shimbley? Well, thank you. Uh, yes. Um, for starters, a Pro Wrestling Report is a program that I have caught on iTunes uh, many years ago, you know, when I first came up to Baltimore. And now it has segued from that from YouTube. So I try to watch it every week. Uh, not only for Linda, but for uh, David and Damian Nelson, who puts on the excellent show. And the first question I want to ask for the fans out there is, uh, Miss Linda, how did you get into the wrestling business, and what brought you into the wrestling business? Well, I have been a fan of wrestling my whole life. I just watched it growing up. My dad, every weekend, every Saturday and Sunday, wrestling challenge, and Saturday night's main event, and I just became a big fan. And then, um, fast forward a lot of years later, I was getting into college, and I met David Hero, and at the time, he had um, a sports shop here in Milwaukee, so he did promote a lot of different events and wrestling-related events, and kind of got to know him, and, you know, good people know good people, and he knew that... (laughs) I'm just a big wrestling fan, and I, you know, really showed my appreciation and supported his events, and, you know, he just got me more involved with just going to events and seeing that side of the wrestling world, um, and then, you know, just, I became really good friends with Dave, I mean, I've been friends with him for 10 plus years, and then a couple of years ago, about um, four or five years ago, uh, his colleague, Damian Nelson, approached me and asked if I had an interest in joining the Pro Wrestling Report, and of course, I said, absolutely, yes. I love you guys. I love to talk wrestling. I love the business. So that's how that came to fruition. Well, I have have to say that uh, it's it's been awesome, and, you know, um, as personally, I, I would like to say to the fans, that they should take the time and know that there's hardly any beautiful women that talks about wrestling. So this is an awesome moment for any guys out there who think there are no good-looking women that talks about wrestling, that this is one of the moments to uh, really take in the moment. Now, um, my next question I wanted to ask you is that in this industry as of today, what are your favorite things that you like of today's product and what are the things that you dislike of today's product? And you could talk about any of the big three promotions or indie promotions. Well, I mean, for starters with WWE, I I really like how um, lately they've been really trying to bring up the mid-card guys. Um, Definitely a lot of talent, and they're trying to showcase um, Romantic TD and just all the guys that have been in the indie circuit for a while. And, I, you know, a lot of people will say, like, or give the veterans or so-called part-timers like a hard time about how they only put in their time for certain pay-per-views or a couple months a year, a couple of events, a couple of appearances. But they, you know, like you got to realize and see that they're they're doing their part in bringing up the mid-card guys and getting them elevated. And I mean, I know like people give Rock heat and even Lesnar heat and you know Jericho whoever else, but I think it's a great thing. I mean, obviously. Anytime they make a surprise appearance on Raw or SmackDown or any pay-per-view, I mean, big pop in the crowd. We all love it. And anytime 
they can put in even more than an appearance, like the whole Lesnar thing right now. Yeah, he's not on Raw every week, but he is a believable champion. And, you know, they're building everything with him and Cena right now, just like they've been building everything um, with Cena and Ambrose and Rollins. Like, I just, I think it's a great thing that these veterans are definitely helping put the mid-trick guys over. And sometimes it may be hard to, for the fans to see it. Not every fan, just saying some, but, you know, that's just, Part of wrestling, but it, I think it's the beauty of it too. You you can't please everybody, but uh, you know you always gotta have fans happy and the fans booing. That's how it works. <laughs> well, Linda, if you can answer this question for us, is Tech here, host on the Mad Radio, NSC Game Boy. We've been friends for twenty plus years. Just like you've been friends with Damian Nelson for a long time. You've been friends with David Hero. Rare times, me NSC Game Boy disagree on the show. But last week, and you mentioned the name Brock Lesnar, last week me and NFC Game Boy had a difference of opinion. We felt, we asked, where Brock was the best. I feel, since my background as a wrestler, Brock in his prime was the best, OT, 3 4 NFC Game Boy, being a martial artist, feel current Brock is the best, feels he had his best. Lindy K. You being in the business, you being a great correspondent that you are, who do you side with? Which brat do you feel was the best? You know what? Just because I like a a wrestler with a technical wrestling background, I'm going to say Brock from 0304. (laughs) 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 He broke it and did his thing in WWE at that time. Okay. And like I said, that that was... that, that that was an honest question. No, you know, it was not nothing personal. But we we had we we did the post on our show page, and I posted it on PWR, and a lot of people had a lot of feedback on our page. More people going towards early Brock on other pages. People were going for current Brock. So this is a good question. This you know, it all depends on who you are, and what type of um, you know, what type of wrestling you like. That's all. Mm-hmm. Not saying I'm not a fan of MMA because I love it, but I don't know. I just I just like when. Like I said, the wrestler with the technical background too. I think that shows a lot too. So I don't know. I, I'm maybe it's just because you know he went to University of Minnesota. I mean, I I started out Wisconsin, but I have a soft spot for the Big Ten, so maybe that's it. <laughs> okay. We we can ask you this too. For you, the, the state of the wrestling business right now, currently, how do you feel about it? Are you a fan? of it right now, or are you a fan of more so how things used to be 10, 15, 20 years ago? Hmm. Um, I guess my favorite time of wrestling was, I mean, I just said my age at the time, too, was the Attitude Era, um, how things were mid-late 90s. Um, I think right now, obviously, you know, business is about making money, and there's a lot of time spent on, like, reality shows and, you know, a lot of hype with the, um, the WWE Network. But, I mean, that's, that is just part of the business. I mean, Triple H, that's for business. Um, I, but what I, I guess, why I like it, I'm going to say old school because old school, to me, is more 80s. But just stuff more in the 90s is just, it didn't seem so, I don't want to say commercialized, but it just seems more focused, more on the wrestlers and more on the in-ring promos and speeches or um, the actual matches and whatnot. Like, I remember when Raw always started out with, like, a 20-minute segment 
of them just hyping it up, like the promo, setting up the matches and doing things like that. Like, I look forward to that. I miss the pyro, and then I miss, like, the 15 to 20-minute intros in the ring. Um, but I think a lot of times now with with Raw and even, you know, even with TNA, just, like, a lot of stuff focused on reality stuff. And I just, I, I wish, I guess I would like to see more stuff focused more on just the core of everything, more of the promos, like, filmed in the ring or backstage that they show, actually, like, during the matches leading up to it. And... Um, maybe less focus on a lot of stuff with, I guess, I don't know, maybe I'm just not a big fan of reality shows. Maybe that that's where I'm leaning for the negativity act. <laughs> okay. I don't blame you. All right. Game Boy? Like I was saying, I don't blame you. I'm not really a fan of, of, of reality shows, the ratchet television and, and, like, total divas and stuff, you know. I, I know that the too diva scripted. You know, the, the Diva platform is fine. You know, guys like TNA because TNA sells. But it would be great if a little bit more wrestling was, was, was put into it. It's kind of hard for them to do it because, you know, they, they're only in a match for like five minutes. So, you know, they really don't have time to tell the story. And then the wrestling is what is subpar at that when there's so many women out here who can wrestle and give you a, a, a great match. And, that leads me to my question. Is there a particular woman wrestler um, in TNA, in WWE, or, you know, any of the big wrestling promotions that have caught your eye or, or made you feel like, you know, hey, she really representing wrestling or women's wrestling? Uh, a current female wrestler yeah, or current. Yeah, current? Oh, I know past. You mm-hmm. probably have a long laundry list. I mean, I want current. Current? Okay. okay. Well, you know what? I, I got to say Gail Kim because she, I mean, over the years has just shown what a great in-ring talent she is. And she cuts great promos. She can play a great heel, play a great face. Um, and I know you asked more about present, but I was just going to mention the past. Like, I miss the matches with the caliber of, like, a Trish Stratus, Stratus and Lita and Victoria, Jazz. And Gail, you know, she was around and doing her thing back then, too, and winning the title as well. So, for present, I will go with Gail Kim. Okay. Nice. I will go with Gail nice. uh, Shin, go ahead. Well, um, Linda, uh, we, have, we have talked before we got on the show, and honestly, you know, this is the, this is the one thing since, uh, Kenny Omega was on the show talking about video games. I want to talk music with you, uh, if if you will, if you can. Um, other than wrestling and everything, you said you had a uh, music background as also. Yeah, well, uh, well, I did study broadcasting in college, and I got a little taste of doing a little radio, a little TV, a little sports. Um, but after college, I got into more of a rock radio platform, do more promotional stuff, and then I had a gig where I was the host of a TV show, a web show for one of our music venues here where more of my broadcasting background was interviewing bands of all different genres and being a big music lover. That was hashtag tremendous. <laughs> okay, well, uh, since you did it, since you did anything at uh, the rock in the rock uh, industry, uh, what was your, one of your favorite interviews or what was your favorite bands uh, at that time? 
I, I can give you mine because I, I've met a few bands myself and I, I've been in that uh, rock area for about a couple of years. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah, I have. Um, my first concert was it was in uh, Virginia, was for the band Saliva, because right. I was a big fan. And right. they, they came out with the first album. Actually, it was a second album called Every Six Seconds, and I bought their first album like uh, a couple months later after that concert and. I caught a drumstick and we hung out backstage and I was talking to Wayne Swinney at the time who was in the group and Josie Scott, you know, before he left like last year, um, it ended up being on a tour bus and basically, basically, you know, we just hung out and he told me about this role. Josie told me about this role that he took and he said he was working with Terrence Howard in the movie, but let alone about two years later, I found out the movie is like hustle and flow, you know? Wow. So wow. it it was big. I was like, you know, Josie never told me about this movie and, and it turned out to be hustle and flow. So it was just things like that. Uh, Breaking Benjamin, um, Thrice. So, you know, I have gone around a bit and met bands, but I didn't do broadcasting or interviewing just like you. Um, I just I was just one of those fans that ended up bumping into people, and, and it still happens yeah. now when I do my promotional yeah. events, and it just happens. <laughs> so yes, uh, please tell me uh, what was one of your favorite interviews, or some of them. Uh, well, I'm a big Shinedown fan, so I actually had a one-on-one -on -one interview um, with Ben Smith, the singer. And the funny thing is that I actually that was the first time I sat in. Um, at that rock station that I worked at when I was doing a promotion, the sad acoustic thing. And I was like, it was about 10 years ago. And I'm sure he was lying when he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. But <laughs> funny moments like that where I can take that piece and just feel like, oh, you know, and just like flow into another piece of conversation. Um, he was a really great interview. Um, I got to interview Marit Yahoo. That was one of my favorite interviews where he flipped it around on me and was asking me questions. So that was really fun interviewing him. Um, Gosh, I've, I have interviewed so many different bands, but as far as like just like great bands that I've got to either meet or just see their live shows, um, I'm a big '80s rock fan. I love the whole glam metal nice. stuff. So getting to see Motley Crue, which I would I would say is probably my, my favorite band of all time. I finally got to see them ten really? years ago. Yeah. Wow. And I've seen them, like, Tommy Lee. Yeah, actually, yeah, I I, I got to. Visit Tommy Land once at a you know post show party and that was fun because he's he DJs you know that <laughs> well we did definitely did <laughs> so that was a that was a fun party but um yeah Maybe but I, mean, Linda, I thought Tommy, I, I thought Tommy Land meant something different I said to tell oh, you the truth I thought he Tommy called it Tommy Land but you know you know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, question real quick, real quick, Glenda. Rock, rock music. Your opinion, the best rock group of the 80s and why? Why, Motley Crue's my favorite? Yeah, okay, Motley Crue's your number one, but who would you put after Motley Crue? Oh, from, like, ever or the 80s? Yeah, ever, the 80s. After Motley Crue, who's next? Who's the best? A big Metallica fan. Metallica wow. Great. Hmm. Yeah, Metallica is a great. And, yeah, but like the bands I like right now, big fan of Three Days Grace. Yeah, 
Okay. Shine down. I know I mentioned them already. Um, gosh, I go to like I I love concerts, so you'll catch me at concerts like at least one night a week. Just from like you know like the gigs I've had in the past, things just kind of work out where it's like, hey, if there's a concert coming up, it's like in a couple of weeks I'm going to see Motley Crue again. That worked out. <laughs> but um, wow. yeah, I, you know, I spend the majority of time, you know, either watching wrestling or going to the live events, watching sports or going to sports events, or going to concerts. But I'm not working. Like that. That's basically my life. Hmm, okay. Um, real quick, too, with rock music. Of course, WWE and wrestling. A lot of a lot of the wrestlers, the legendary wrestlers, are known for their music. Your favorite theme song, uh, wrestling theme song of all time. Ooh. BX. Which version? Nice. W O. Oh, you said present theme song. No, I said which version. No. You said oh, no. DX, the the Run DMC version, the original version. You know, they had like eighty versions of the DX song. Yeah. The James Warren band. Wait, what? The the first one by the James Warren band. That's that's who did the first one. Yeah, was, they're the ones that performed, right? Then when you're yeah, yes. coming out. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I'm not talking about Waterhead, obviously, but for the DX team, yeah, that was <laughs> my favorite. Um, it's not rock, but Goldust. Love that theme. Really. Hmm. Okay. Right. So what do you think about the uh, go, go ahead, Sean. so we so you like gold dust? What do you think about the uh, the stardust and the theme and everything? I love it. They need to have that weird quirky tag team on there. I miss when Goldust was just wrestling like single. I mean, that WrestleMania match with Piper that ninety ninety six, I think. Yeah, like that yeah. was yeah. tremendous. Like I I I always loved Goldust and. He was doing the indie circuit. He was doing some um, events, you know, with us with GLCW, and I finally got to meet him. And I, I don't like to like get all crazy when I meet, you know, like my favorite stars when I was a, when I was a lot younger, child, but well, I don't say child, but teenager at the time. But when I did get to meet him, I, I did have to tell him that my very first re- live wrestling event was uh, King of the Ring '96 here in Milwaukee at Mecca Arena, or Birth of Awesome '316, right? And that that was my first mm-hmm. very ever live event, and I loved Goldust. The first sign I ever made, I spent hours on this thing too. I went to the arts and crafts shop and made <laughs> this awesome <laughs> Goldust sign. And it's one of the things that I just remembered. And I remember like buying the T-shirt or his T-shirt that same day. I wore. I bought that Shawn Michaels hat. But anyways, when I finally met Dustin, I like mentioned the sign. You know, like that he was the first guy I made a sign for. And I, I you know, I didn't want to like say it and seem all like, oh, I wanted to hold it all in, but I was really, really excited. But I kept my composure and he, he thanked me. He showed appreciation and got a picture with him. That's all, that's what mattered to me. <laughs> NFC Game Boy? Well, my last question to you, Linda, is this. With wrestling currently the way it is now, uh, is there a wrestler out there who really just get on your nerves? A wrestler who you just can't stand, want to make you throw the remote to the TV, turn the channel. Is there a wrestler out there, and it can be male or female, that's just really gotten under your skin? Oh, I mean, I mean, obviously that's his, his 
character about Rusev. <laughs> and that and that's so. I mean, of course, like you know, the whole storyline. Yeah, but like, I don't know. I mean, he seems like. I mean, I know. I mean, no. I mean, I've seen him in Indies. Like, he's great technical wrestler. But I don't know. Maybe I just. I kind of see him like dominating everyone he faces going into the road to WrestleMania. But I want to see him lose. You know. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like everybody he's wrestled it seems like it'd be a solid match or like there's a chance that he would actually lose but then he always pulls through but I, I get the storyline stuff but maybe it's just I think it's just the storyline I have nothing against Rusev personally of course but I guess I guess he would be one that gets under my skin right now but as far as anybody else hmm I don't know, because if they do, you know, that's usually a heel, and they're doing their job. <laughs> so I actually appreciate them. Well, what about you well, guys? How about all the time? Hold on, I'm sorry, say that again, Lindsay. Yeah. Oh, I was saying, so, well, what about you guys? As far as what, what Russell gets under our skin? Yeah. John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, but, I like John Cena personally, but as a wrestler, he is very, yeah, he very boring. Out. But I, I know he's yeah, needed yeah. because he's to help bring up younger stars. That's what his character yeah. is, now is. That's what he's supposed to do. You're supposed to pass the torch. Right. But personally, yeah. outside of the ring, I have nothing but the utmost respect for him. You know, the way mm-hmm. he deals with his relationships, mm-hmm. the way he deals with Wish a Kid and foundation and stuff, the way that he communicates. Some of the older wrestlers we've had, like, you know, on the show, um, you know, Paul Orndorff and Harley Race and them, they have spoken really, really uh, high when it comes to John Cena and the way that he treats and respects the old guys in the business. Yeah. You know, he even, does a I lot that, that a lot of the tough. young boys don't do. Exactly. Like, even, I think, was it the Hall of Fame, like, a year or two ago, when Arn Anderson was, he said John Cena's the best person like in the world like just person ever and I was like wow yes he must be really really great <laughs> but no but I understand like as far as him getting under your skin you know but that's awesome that's great I, I, you know how, how we were talking about you know things that we like about the current wrestling scene right now I like that half the crowd cheers with Cena and half booze yeah it's mainly women and children that are cheering for him but you know I'm a woman and I want to cheer for him so you know I'm happy with that and you know with the crowd Thing Cena sucks. I think that's cool too. You got to keep the crowd into it. I mean, you want noise. I mean, if it's silence and no one's into it, I mean, what's the point? You know. Right. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Um, um, actually, actually, for me, growing up, uh, one of the wrestlers I actually hated, but I understood uh, being older was Roddy Piper. Like back in the '80s when he was doing the whole anti-Hogan. Uh, thing and he was just pissing people off but now as i got older and i watched his dvd um i actually loved him him and uh paul Heyman, because they know how to turn it like a light switch but really for me um and i think i think tech knows this but the the wrestler he knows one of them but the wrestler right now that i i truly can't stand and it's on the tip of my tongue right now and i'm looking on this roster uh, on WWE 2K15 on stores today, cheap plug. Yeah. Um, one of the, I think one of the wrestlers I couldn't stand really was, uh, I would, 
Honestly, honestly, I would say uh, John Cena because of his push. But the the thing is, is that um, I have met people that were great on screen, but they were you know what backstage. So um, honestly, you know, it just slipped in, so I just lost it. You you know, real quick, Linda, I'll tell you someone besides Cena. I know a lot of people just mention Cena because it's the popular um, choice. You ask a lot of fans. Somebody that irritates me is Bo Dallas. He looks he he looks like a he looks like a pedophile. He that smile that Bo leaves. It's like the like his face is whack. Don't do it. His face is whack. That that little turnbuckle bulldog. And and it's not even believable. He he beat the world's strongest man. Bo Dallas weighs about two twenty maybe maybe two twenty five. Mark, he beats the world's strongest man, who's 400 pounds of muscle, with a running bulldog. <laughs> his his face is well, like a rat. It just it just that's the one that irritates me. That 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 besides Cena, like you said, Cena's a good dude. I got me seeing a person, and he loves the fans. He does, but Bo Dallas irritates me. Well, honestly, let me get back to that point though. But the guy that I hated, uh, and he made a return last night, was Ryback. Because it got to the point where you knew what he was coming out. He was like a Terminator type guy. He kept facing. And then what made me irritated, what made me irritated about him was not only him, but the two guys that he was always facing every week on SmackDown when they pulled some crappy promo before he came out and decimated mm-hmm. them. And it, it was obvious that people were making parallel comparisons for him and Goldberg, which I couldn't stand either. Um, But it got to the point where when he got on Twitter, it was like he would tweet something really, really cryptic and crazy, and then he would just take it back. And then he would do it again all the time. So he he pissed me off more than than I would ever know. I mean, more than I could ever say, because I feel like if I met the guy, I would like him. Maybe his Skip Sheffield character in NXT. But honestly, I'd just be like, it's not worth the dirt on my shoes, you know. Mm-hmm. Even though he'll kill me. Dirt on your shoes, clean shoes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so but basically, um, I'm gonna call I'm gonna, I'm gonna call Tech out on this one because he had he had a rant last week of one of the superstars, and that was the Miz. Uh, yeah. hey, Linda, 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 he, you can't know. Do you care to know why I did a little rant on this? No, I do tell. I have big okay. feelings about him, so do tell. I, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna make this real quick and then I'm gonna turn over to NFC Game Boy. Demiz. Linda, you're a fan like we are. Been in the business for a long time. Through all of the WrestleManias, through Hogan main event in at least six or seven, Brett main event in two, Yoko Zena, Cat Captain Four Kids, John Cena, Triple H. Never before has a superstar main event at WrestleMania. Matter add, NFC Game Boy took me there as a present. WrestleMania 27 in Atlanta. You main event WrestleMania. You beat Captain Four Kids, John Cena, and yet everyone forgets. No one cares, and the fact that WWE didn't even forgot the fact that they tried turn you, they turned you heel, and they forgot that they actually helped promote a little Four Kids Christmas movie on NBC Family. It's all oh, by the way, oh uh, you're here. We have to uh put you back as a face because we forgot about your own business. That's how much you matter. So 
That's my mate on the red. So not not to say that the Miz isn't a talent. And I remember the Miz, he was in Real World. And, you know, his character started off as being like The Rock. I don't care mm-hmm. for him. He, even Miz Dow is over more than he is. I don't hate the dude. Yeah. I don't know the guy. But, it's, 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 I mean, no, never before in WWE has someone been able to main event WrestleMania win, been WWE champ for a good few months, and yet everyone forgets. Oh, I, I, I was at WrestleMania 27 as well and saw that. And Whoa. I, you know, I just, I feel the same way, though. I mean, like, like you said, he, he is, he's a talented guy. You know, he's, he's, he can do stuff outside of wrestling where, like, you know, he does his acting and all that stuff, too. And I think he's a great in-ring speaker, too. But I do agree with you when it's like, how can you headline WrestleMania and winning you beat john cena of all people and then like i I would have thought by now too like maybe he would have had more title runs or more championship matches i guess a little heavyweight championship that is Mm -hmm. um but yeah i don't know i like i think the fans yeah they and this dow is getting more attention and they're liking him more and i i wonder how that makes him feel like i don't know (laughs) And, 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 and that's and, the worst part. Right. And Lindy, real quick, Lindy, you're a female. You're getting the fashion. You you know, you wear What the <laughs> hell does Miz wear? What is that? Is that a coat? Is that a wrap? <laughs> what the hell? I mean, figure we ask you. you. You know, you're in the fashion. You know, you have a better sense. You're, you're a woman. You know, you always look the part on TV and on, on PWR. Please tell us. We want to know. What the hell is the Miz? What, what is he wearing? I have no idea. <laughs> no, I, I maybe that's something that that's showing up in LA. I have, I don't know. You know, I, I'm from the Midwest. Any fashions that are up and coming take months before it reaches here. So if that's a new trend, I don't know what it is. I want to say it's it's a jacket, but it, it's it's quite interesting. But um, you know that the kind of I think it, it works with him because it, it, it's something different. It, it, he's cocky and it's, he's trying to make a statement. But as far as what it's actually called, have they ever said what it's called? Is it, is it just a jacket? Nope. I, I have no it's idea. It's something, something like that. NFC Game Boy. Yeah, you know, if you ever play Street Fighter Two, when you make it to the end, there's a guy you have to fight. His name is Bison. He has his cape on and he throws the cape before the match starts. That's what the Miz wears. He wears a cape that uh, he can throw off, and just kind of put back on, whatever. It's like it's a cape. It's like a cape jacket. It's like a cape jacket. Yeah, no, it's like a cape jacket. It's like a cape. Like it flies open and it flies back. I think Wally Coyote wore it a couple times too, back in the, like you know the Roadrunner days. The seventy Sam. I mean, yeah. yeah well, actually. Well, actually, that thing that the Miz, uh, the Miz has on, and uh, one of our uh, fans on the page named Christopher Epps put this down. It was something off of a green character from Dragon Ball Z that drew a comparison to that, to that, to that white thing that he had. Piccolo? Huh? Really? Yeah, Piccolo. Piccolo yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't watch Dragon yeah, Ball Z. His name's his name Piccolo. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what it was, though, and. Um, yeah, you, Linda, you make the uh, term, uh, you make the determination. I'll send you the picture if I can find it. Okay. 
But, but, <laughs> well, I have a question for Linda. Go, go brother. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Linda, my question to you is this. Um, Hell to Self was just this past Sunday. Of course, as we know, Bray Wyatt had interfered in Dean Ambrose's match, where they're going to have now Dean Ambrose feuding with Bray Wyatt. My question to you is is that uh, from the back room, they, that was supposed to be a last-minute thing that they did that was not supposed to be the ending to the Hell of a Cell. So do you think that by them going with Bray Wyatt in this direction that it was a good idea, or do you think they should have continued the feud and ended it between Ambrose and uh, Rollins? I think they should have continued Ambrose and Rollins uh, moving forward in a couple of pay-per-views and, you know, getting to the road to WrestleMania. I, I, I probably don't see what Atlanta can, had seen them continuing um, their whole rivalry because, number one, I mean, their matches are tremendous. Not one match that they've done against each other has been below average, I guess that's how I'll put it. Um, I think they could have done more um, with the storyline and, you know, um, and just going into WrestleMania, I think they could have built that. And with the money in the bank, the suitcase, you know, I just think they could have done more with Ambrose and Rollins instead of bringing Ray White into it. Um, I just don't know, like, where they're going to continue this whole thing with White and, Am- and um, Ambrose, like, why you attacked him. I mean, like, the, you know, there's always going to be some more stuff coming out, like, why he's crazy. So he's probably going to cut more promos on why, how he's been hunting Ambrose down for the last, or, like, you know, like, what led up to him interfering at Hell in a Cell. But I don't know, with Roman Reigns, you know, coming back, you know, eventually, I think they could have just kept it going between Rollins and Ambrose and then, you know, couldn't have a match where all three former members of the Shield, something could have happened maybe at Royal Rumble, maybe, if Reigns is, you know, good by then, and then having some type of match going to WrestleMania. I mean, there's still that, that, that suitcase, the briefcase, and I want to really want to see what Ron's going to do with that. Okay. Are you, hey, Linda, are you a fan of Seth Rollins? How do you feel with WWE, of course, pushing Seth Rollins down off the road, money in the bank, you know, how, how normal they do every year with someone, even though Seth is now getting better treatment than last year when with Damian Sandow, but we won't get into that. What's your thoughts mm-hmm. of Seth Rollins? Are, are you a fan of his? Uh, do you enjoy his work? Do you really see him getting over much in the company? Yeah, actually, I'm a big fan. Um, I think he's, he's great on the mic. Um great in-ring performer. Um, he's faced a lot of the top guys and, you know, has great has had great matches with them. And uh, them giving him this push and having him, him with the authority, I think, is a great choice. Um, it was just, he was like the, like the random one as part of the authority. You know, you had, or you have Kane and Orton, you know, or did, you know, and then with Triple H and Stephanie. And so that, that mold right there was cool. But you're going to have that, that, that extra person. Like, why are they with the authority or like the main, you know, um, can't think of the stable. But um, I think that Rollins is already, was, you know, very popular just from being in the Shield. They picked, I think they picked the correct person of the Shield to make as this monster heel. And 
he has proven time and time again like how great he is in the ring and with different performers or different wrestlers and how great he can perform. So I'm glad to give him this push and you know, again I'm curious to see when he catches that thing in. I thought he was gonna cash it in at um the last pay per view that he chose at Nine Champions. Mm-hmm. And then it, it almost happened, and they thought it was going to happen, and then, and, um, I don't know, we'll see. There's still time for him to cash that thing in, and when he does, I hope he wins it. Okay. Real quick, uh, well, we we got a couple more minutes left, Linda. First first of all, um, we're not letting you go this yet, but we do want to thank you. And we know you're an extremely busy woman, very busy with Pro Wrestling Report mm-hmm. and other things. We thank you so much for being on the show. Um, we definitely do feel honored for you to uh, come on to us. And we thank she's a sensational one, a great correspondent, videographer for um, providing us um, with you today. We thank you. Oh, thank you, guys. No problem. And, yeah, I mean, like I said, it, it's... Oh, no, no, I'm not saying that, but... Um, no, like I said, this has been a nice break from my crazy schedule, and it is the start the celebration of my birthday. But thank you, guys. <laughs> Ooh, really? Happy birthday. Scorpio? Yeah, birthday's tomorrow, so. Yes. Scorpio's in the house. Mine is in two weeks. Sounds like somebody's somebody barking out. <clears throat> hey, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm a proud Scorpio. Sorry. I'm a proud Scorpio, and we are the best. We'll be there. But you, yeah. but you know, uh-huh. Linda, Scorpio, it's your birthday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Linda, happy birthday to you. It, it's good because we have, you know, NFC Game Boy, who, of course, a Virgo, very proud Virgo. You know, Tack here, I'm a Libra, and now you're finishing up being a Scorpio. I don't know, uh, and then, I don't know, whoever comes after that and so well. Happy birthday to you. Uh, what's your birthday plans real quick before we let Shane close it out? Oh, I'm going Lord. to a rock show tomorrow night. Metal, near Chicago. Hmm. All right. Are you inviting Damian Nelson or David Hero or any of the PWR crew? <laughs> well, I had a little because. celebration last weekend. You know, with the, and okay. I, I saw Dave and Damian and... Yeah, you know, the weekend was fun. And then, like, last Saturday night, I had my girls with me. We went out dancing. That was a good thing. Got some bottle service. Turn up. Got juice. That was fun. And then tomorrow, I'm just going to stick to my roots and just go into a concert and rocking out. Turn it up. Mm-hmm. Quick, well, question be real careful quick. at the concert and everything. Yes. And have fun. Yes. Yes. Oh, Please be careful. Real quick, we we got to give a, a big honorable mention, PWR Classic, Meathead. Where is he at, real quick? Meathead. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, we, we've been following PWR. We asked David when we had him on the show, and Dave was a good buddy of ours. Um, you know, Big ups to you, David Hero, one of our super friends. And, you know, David, of course, slanted him down, <laughs> you know, of course, character-wise. But, you know, the genesis of PWR you know, I remember Meathead and Damian Nelson. What happened to Meathead? You know, is he doing okay? You know, how's everything going? Oh, he's doing good. He's, okay. You know, he posted or he liked that I'm joining you guys on the show tonight. And, you know, he does you know, um, our stuff with um, Impact Wrestling 
radio show, and he does, you know, he's so, he does all the stuff with, like, you know, like getting feedback from everybody for all the pay-per-views. I love Meathead. He's a great guy. Makes me laugh, and that's very important. <laughs> well, hmm. All right. Real quick, well, I have a I have a good question for you, and I um I think we asked David Hero this last time, but upon you networking and meeting wrestlers or maybe rock stars, you can answer this with rock stars. What was one of the funniest encounters or stories that you ever had with, with like any wrestlers? Hmm. We don't want you to think too hard. We, it wasn't know, you know. a long. No, 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 no. Well, it wasn't like a long, in-depth conversation, but um, I can't remember if it was WrestleMania 27 or 28. It was after the WWE Hall of Fame. I saw Ric Flair a couple of feet away from me, and I, I, I was like, oh, gosh, I, I need to say hi to him. I, I personally never met him, but, I mean, whoo, you know, legend, right? So I was like, <laughs> I have to go up to him, but I didn't, you know, I was like, I don't want to ask for a picture or anything like that, but... I was like, I got to do it. I have to do it now. So I walked up to him, and I was just like, hey, Rick, can you have a hug? <laughs> and he was like, of course. You know, he gave me a kiss on the cheek, said it was beautiful. I mean, that's, that's Flair. So, you know, I just, that was a cool, cool moment, yeah. Um, but, you know, like, I guess everything as a whole, I, I've gotten to, just like you guys, you know, getting to meet a lot of the, the legends. I did get to meet Hogan before. I didn't get to, like, have a long conversation with him, but that moment when you're, like, waiting to get your picture with him, I mean, you know, I, I'm still a big fan at heart. So things right. like that. I mean, I just we all love this business, and it's great to be a part of it. And I just, you know, I like, can't wait to go to more events. Like, we've been going to and covering, doing our own events, a lot of the pay-per-views. And this year at WrestleMania, it'll be my fifth WrestleMania, which I'm stoked about. So... I'm excited for that. You guys going to be down at Mania too, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I wish. Um, are, you, are you sure about that, uh, Chuck? Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, they, 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 I'm sorry. I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm having fans and, uh, um, uh, interact with me right now. Um, many fans right now are saying, sorry, Chimbley, putting you on the spot. And Linda K, this is directed towards you. Uh, my girlfriend and other fans are Facebooking us right now. They're listening and saying that the sensational one has a big smile on his face, and Shane Blade, you are in love right now. You're in heaven being able to talk to Linda Kay on Under the Mat Radio. Well, you know, I wish they could message me on that one, but I am, to tell you the truth, I am not in love. I just, as far as love is concerned, I am loved with the fact that we are networking and having all this business going on. But mm-hmm. I am in mm-hmm. uh, what they would say in terms in Nirvana because, like I said, you know, Linda is somebody I've been seeing for years, uh, not seeing, but uh, seeing on television, Pro Wrestling Report Watching. for years. And I had, mm-hmm. my, I had said to myself that, that uh, one of these days I hope to meet her and just, just uh, tell her how much I enjoy her on the television. And not, and that's not saying like a creepy type sense, but it's just the fact that my point always rang true for years that there's hardly ever any attractive women that likes uh, wrestling. Most of the time, it's like you yeah. know your butch women or or you know or revolting women. You know? Hashtag. But um, I I will tell Linda this as far as stories. 
Um, a couple weeks ago, we did a show in Pennsylvania uh, for Rage. a pro wrestling company, for Rage, Rage for Wrestling. Our sponsor. Yes. Yes. And we did an interview with a local wrestler by the name of Robbie Illuminati. Now, Tech and NSC were uh, conducting the interview, and I was taping the interview, uh, you know, with the camera. So Robbie had this great interview, but he faced he faced Robbie E from The Bro Man. So Robbie E is right behind me, taunting Robbie Illuminati, trying to make him break character and everything. And next you know, he bends over right beside me and pulls his pants down, and he's slapping his behind while I'm taping it, and I'm hearing the slapping. It's very audible in the interview, and I'm looking down, and it's this guy <laughs> yeah. cracking everything out, and I'm about to jump. I am about to jump and saying, what the hell is going on here? But, you know, it got to the point where, you know, um, I was I was kind of mortified, but also thinking about the wrestling business. <laughs> it's like anything goes in the locker room. But he got me, like, twice, and one day if uh, another show comes, I'm going to get him back soon. So. <laughs> Do it. Yeah, just to let you know, Linda, Shinblade got a very close, in-depth look at the crack of Robbie Z's. No one says behind ass. He front row. Just hey, right hey, there. hey, hey, right there. No, no, right no, there. don't, so, don't go there. <laughs> don't right, go right, there. Robbie, that was a hell of a But yeah, it was. It yes, was it was. Thing. It was real. It was real. Um, Shinblade, uh Cheeks with a little, little uh, a turned up. up, if you will. Real quick, Linda K, before we let you go, Shimbley, you're not doing well at the moment. Other female listeners right now saying, my girlfriend included, and other ones, uh, Malika Miller and old hey, man right now, what are you trying to say? We're pretty, and we like wrestling, too. And big ups to Fantasy Game Boy and my sister-in-laws, because they're other pretty women that like wrestling. Wait, 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 wait. Malika Miller is a beautiful woman. I haven't heard of her in a while. So it ain't Mel, well, she's, she's beautiful, but it's hard. Just like Brock. Huh? She's back. Yeah, yeah. I would love to speak. Yeah, I would love to speak to her if I could. But like I said, there's hardly any beautiful women as it is. It's just like very few and far between, and they fit that few. But on that note, on that note, um, I will also uh, mention that um, also Linda does parties at the local, uh, what is it called, Shenanigans? Yeah, our shenanigans parties uh, we do with Pro Wrestling Report. Um, our next shenanigans party is going to be right before Survivor Series. We're doing shenanigans St. Louis. Uh, it's going to be at the Hard Rock Cafe, which is gonna be right next door to the Scott Trade Center where Survivor Series is. And we have the legendary Mean Gene Okerlund hosting that event. And we also have the lovely Thea Rosita Trinidad. Um, they'll be there for a meet and greet as well. And this is a free event oh, that we are doing. Yeah, so, you know, coming out, I love the party, the hard rock, love you, good time. Let's share a beer, do a shot. Uh, <laughs> but we are going to be on uh, St. Louis. We are going to be at the hard rock um, right before the doors open for Survivor Series. We're going to have that event. And then, um, again, it's a free event. There are more details on our website, which is pwrshow.com. And then, just I know it's a couple months away, but it'll be here before we know it. We have our big shenanigans party at WrestleMania. Uh, we're going to do oh. it in San Jose. It's our shenanigans club party. It's going to be at the San Jose Bar and Grill. It's going to take place the Friday night of WrestleMania weekend. And wow. it's, you know, we have it hosted again by Kevin Nash. This is, he's been hosting our shenanigans parties at WrestleMania for the last couple of years. 
We also have um, Thea Rosita Trinidad there again, as well as the lovely Molina. And we have some more divas and knockouts that we'll be announcing as it gets closer. But this is a great event. Um, we are going to roll the red carpet out for you. It includes drinks and food and the meet and greets. But, you know, there, we do have limited tickets for it. There are different packages we have available. So the details for that party are also at our website, which is pwrshow.com. Well, Linda, um, well, I know we're running very, uh, very, very low on time. But, Linda, we thank you very much for coming on to the show. Uh, we count it as an honor and privilege of having you as part of the Pro Wrestling uh, Report family being on today. Thank you much. Thank you. Thank you. Shane, real quick, um, in the year, a couple of last words. Well, uh, thank you very much for uh, answering my tweets uh, a while back. And I got to say, this is uh, this has been a real, real pleasure. And... Hopefully we can have you back a uh, couple months later. And also uh, for Linda and everybody else, you can contact the Sensational One on Twitter under Sensational One, S-H-I-N-S-A-T-I-O-N-A-L-O-N-E. Thank you much. Uh, Linda Kay, under the Matt Radio for Wrestling Report, we thank you guys for coming on today. Uh, thank you much. Hope to have you again soon. Thank you, darling. Enjoy your birthday. Thank you. You're welcome. Happy birthday. Thank you. Be easy. All right. Real quick, guys, we have about uh, 30 seconds. I want to bring on right now a good old buddy of ours, um, Eric. Welcome to Under the Mat Radio. Good buddy and wrestling fan, Eric, who is a fan of Under the Mat Radio. Welcome to Under the Mat Radio. Hello, everyone. How you doing? Doing good, buddy. Good. Uh, how are you? I'm fine. This is my first time calling, and I love your show. It's awesome. It's amazing. Thank you. Excellent. Right, real quick, 30 seconds. Uh, you wanted to talk about Hell in a Cell. 30 seconds. Give us your thoughts. All right. The Hell in a Cell. All right. The pay-per-view was all right, except one thing. The last match was Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. It was kind of like a reminiscent of 97-98. One when um, Mankind fell off the thing, fell off the cage, and it was to the table, it reminded me of that part from 98 and 97 when Kane came out, but it was Bray Wyatt. Y'all had that same feeling, too? Yes. Yeah, kind of, the Kane one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I did like the speech before Bray Wyatt came out, the little reverse speech that happened. It was very eerie. Yeah. I did love that. Yes, very hot Halloweenish. Well, all right. Thank you much, buddy. We, we thank you much, buddy. We gotta let you go because we gotta uh, wrap it up. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks, everybody. Take care. Thank you. All right. Real quick, fans, under the mat radio. We have about thirty seconds left. We thank everybody for calling in. We thank you very much for Linda K and for Russell Report for calling in. Thank you, Sensational One. Thank you much for providing that. Um, mm-hmm. We do thank all of our callers, J- Justin Donaldson from uh, from Hollywood, from LA. We thank you much for calling. We also thank Top Row Tuesdays for calling in NFC Game Boy. Your quick words, or final thoughts? Man, thank everybody for calling. See y'all next week. Yes. Please, real quick, fans, don't forget. Check us up on Facebook under the Matt Radio for more information on how to watch us live, live, live this Saturday. Evan Ginsburg, Legend TV. We love you much next week. We will post our guests. No have time. Love you much. So still burns. And we love you. Under the mat in NYC.
Thank you much. Talk to you later, fans. Goodbye.